go deeper, find your center, live life to the fullest. This is the Deeper Connections podcast from The Daily Motivator. Welcome to the Deeper Connections podcast from The Daily Motivator, sponsored by Connections University, where you'll find the Experience Excellence audio program, a resource for encouragement, inspiration, and mastery of life's everyday challenges. Visit DeeperConnectionsPodcast.com and download Experience Excellence today. The other night I was watching a TV show and it kind of got me thinking about something. The show was a a contest show called America's Got Talent. Mm -hmm. And do you ever watch that? I have seen it a couple times. Yeah, they've they've got some pretty good stuff on there. Yeah, uh, pretty amazing uh, acts and and all sorts of different things. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there was a woman who was a contestant on the show, and you know, like its name implies, it's a talent competition. And I guess the winner, and I don't know that much about it, but the winner, I think, gets like a million dollars. Oh wow. So it's it's kind of a big deal. Now, it's not the winner of each individual episode, I don't think. It's like the winner of the whole season. Mm-hmm. And so this woman was on, and she was a very, a very talented singer. She had a, a beautiful voice. And But before she performed, one of the judges asked her, well, what are you going to do with this money if you win? And, you know, the odds against her winning are... are pretty long. Mm-hmm. You know, she's one contestant on one show and uh but you know, it's possible that she could win. And her answer, I don't know, it it just sort of struck me because she had her husband and her little boy with her. They were kind of off to the side of the stage and uh the camera would show them while she was performing and it was a cute little boy and you know, it made for great theater. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh but they asked her what what will you do with this money if you win? And she said, well, I, I want to get a house. I want to get a, a bigger home for my family, for my husband and, and little boy, because the place we're living in is too small and it would be nice to to have more room to spread out and and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's great. You know, that's that's wonderful. But it just sort of struck me that, and, and she probably has, obviously other things that she's doing uh, because she knows as well as anybody that, that she's probably not going to win this million dollars, Mm -hmm. but if she did, it would be nice. But there's something about the impression that it gave me about the example that it's setting that here we are this game show and we're going to give somebody a million dollars and it's going to solve their problems for them. Mm But it's, like I said, the the odds are very much against any one individual. And when you think of all the people in the whole country, a lot of people don't even have any kind of talent that they could get on the show with. And so it seems like it's sort of promoting the idea of you've got to make it big in order to make it. Yeah. And that got me thinking about kind of about instant gratification and how if you've got a problem, you want to solve it right away. 
and you want to have some big windfall that's going to come into your life and solve your problem for you, <laughs> you know, right. get you out of that cramped apartment, get you into a nice house. And, you know, it used to be that we would laugh about things like that, that people, they took it for granted that those kinds of things didn't happen. And we laughed about it like on the old I Love Lucy show. I mean, it sounds like a plot for an I Love Lucy show, you know, where <laughs> <laughs> Lucy and Ethel want to go to Miami and uh, Ricky and Fred don't have the money. And so they cook up a plan to get on a, a talent show and win the big prize and then take their dream trip, right? right? And we laughed about those things because we realized how unlikely that was mm -hmm. and how silly that was for somebody to think that way. But it, it almost seems to me like that's sort of now become the the latest iteration of the American dream, that there's all these reality shows and the American dream is not to work hard for years and years and years and save up money and be able to have a good life. The American dream is to get somebody to give you a big break. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Yes. I agree. I think that as time has gone on, as technology progresses, we have access to so much right at our fingertips. And so it grows an expectation to have everything right at our fingertips all the time. Yeah, and, that's a very good point. I mean, so much is. It really is. Yeah. And, and well, that's, we get, you know, we can get overnight delivery. Yeah. And like you say, with, with, uh, with the internet, we can get access to any kind of information that we yeah. want or any person, really, that we, mm -hmm. that we want to connect to. It's kind of amazing. And so I guess it follows suit that people would think that anything is within the realm of possibility. And in some ways, it is. Um, and in other ways, like what you're talking about, it does take away the reality of what everyday life, let's call it just everyday life, is really like and what we're able to achieve within a certain time frame. And we all seek instant gratification. We all do. And so it's like, what is it that we're really seeking, though? I'm always interested in that question. And like you were talking about, this woman, you know, she's thinking about the house that she wants. But if you carry that even further and you go a little bit deeper in the layers there, I think that we're always seeking freedom from something else. And that most of the time we're not aware that that's really what we're we're looking for. Okay, yeah. Well, that's an interesting perspective. I had not thought of it that way, but I think that's a good point. Freedom from uh, from what? Right, and that's the question. That's the question that you ask because let's say if I'm seeking to gratify myself right now. Okay, I'm going to just use, you know, a silly but true example. Like, let's say I'm craving some chocolate, and I want it right now. And sometimes when I have a chocolate craving, it's like that. It's like, right now, I got to have that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, you know, obviously, there are times when, yeah, that can be something biological, you know, that can be something that you're that biologically something is happening chemically in the brain. And so it makes you think of something and you crave that. But 
also sometimes I will just ask myself, okay, let's let's say I don't have any chocolate here at the house and if I have to go get something. It's like, okay, do you really need to go get that? Why are you needing it? And the why question is really, really good. It's really good to engage the why question. Sometimes the answer can, it's valid enough for the answer to be because I just do. I want it right now. That's what I want. I mean, that's a valid well, that, response. You know what? That's the best answer. It really is. <laughs> yeah. Because if they're, I mean, that is the best answer in terms of being authentic. If you say, mm, yeah. because I really do, then yeah, that's authentic. Yeah. But that's usually not the answer. Exactly. <laughs> usually it's because I'm bored. Right. Or, you know, because I'm angry or mm-hmm. a whole lot of different reasons. Yeah, there's, uh, that's an interesting point that you make, that there's reasons underneath the reasons. There are. But, you know, another thing is, well, I think one of those reasons that we want things and and this gets kind of complex, but I think one of the reasons that we want things is that we want the experience of getting them. Mm, yes. And so that is why if something just falls in our lap, or even if we go through the process of getting something and then we get it, then what's what's next? Well, we want something else, right? Uh-huh, because yeah. we've already got that. And we've already had that experience of creating it or earning it or somehow acquiring it. And then it loses its luster. Mm-hmm. We, we, we don't really want it anymore because we've already got it. Right. And a lot of times I think it is that process that we want. And if we shortcut that process, then it gets very frustrating because we end up getting all the things that we want but that's not really what we want. I, I think I wrote many years ago, I wrote a daily message about that. If you woke up in the morning and that, and every wish that you had immediately came true and there was nothing you could do to stop it, that would be horrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, your life would be filled with all this stuff, mm-hmm. but it would have no meaning because you didn't participate in making that stuff happen. It just popped into being just from you thinking about it. And so everybody wants to matter, you know, everybody wants to make a difference. And part of the way you make a difference is you, you have aspirations and you go after those aspirations and to get things immediately as good as it might sound, you're shortcutting that process and you're denying yourself, you're cheating yourself out of that experience Mm -hmm. of working toward it. Exactly. I mean, you're 100% right that it's not actually the thing that we want. It's the experience that we're seeking. And being able to tell a story about how I got from there to here, that's fun. That's part of the fun, part of the joy. And yes, it involves some hard work most of the time. And it can involve some pain a lot of the time, too. But that story of how I got from there to here is what makes me who I am. So whether it's getting a chocolate bar or whether it is, for instance, right now, one of the things that I'm starting to delve into is turning my novel into a screenplay, or I should say a teleplay, so a a limited TV series. And it really wouldn't be a good thing if I made that happen today, 
because the process, just like writing the novel itself, there's a discovery that happens there. There's a magic that happens there. And so whether it's something as simple as the chocolate bar or more complex, like this particular creative project, I can ask myself, what is it that I'm really wanting here? And then I can make the decisions about the steps that I want to take to make that happen. And sometimes, let's say with something simple like the chocolate bar, I might discover that I really don't want that. I don't want to go out and get it. I don't want the extra calories. And that's not really what I was wanting anyway. Like you said, I was just kind of bored or whatever, a host of different things. With turning the novel into a teleplay, I get to go through the process because it is difficult and there are a lot of twists and turns. There are a lot of new things that I have to learn. And with each twist and turn, I get to ask, is this really what I want to do? And then I can reassess. Yep, I sure do. I'm ready to put in some more work. Let's do this. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you get what you wish for too quickly, you're not really ready for it. That's right. And you can't take full advantage of it. Like, say you wanted an introduction to a person that could help you get that produced, right? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, but if you're not ready for it, the introduction is not going to do you much good because you're going to just stand in front of the person and go, blah, 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 blah. That's right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's right. So, yeah, you've got to know what you're doing before you get what you want, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like to uh, to have a sailboat to sail around the world, mm-hmm. but I'm not really qualified to do that. <laughs> but you know you could be. <laughs> and I'd probably go out and I'd be lost at sea, you know, if, if suddenly a sailboat appeared. <laughs> and that's a really good example because that happens to people. Oh, yes, I mean, that's does. a real it thing. Does. People yes. really have done that. Oh, I'm going to sail around the world with no qualifications. And I mean, you know, I'm an experienced boater, not with sailing, but you know, I'm a skier. And so I know for a fact, I haven't skied on a public lake in many years. I, I ski at a ski school. And one of the things I know, the last time I was out on a public lake, it was no thank you, because with a boat, it's not like a car, you just get a boat and you put it on the lake and drive. <laughs> And and so when you have a lot of people out there doing that, it's like, this is not a good thing. (laughs) Right. Nobody has been, has taken a test or anything like that. No one's vetted. Let's put it that way. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. It it can be kind of scary. And so, you know, it's exactly like what you're talking about. If you don't have any preparation for the things that you desire, it's a shiny object that's in front of you. But you don't know, like, let's say that it's a beautiful, shiny box and you want that beautiful, shiny box, whatever it is, and you crave that and you do what you can to get it right now. But then when you open the beautiful, shiny box, a bunch of bugs come, you know, come creeping out of it. And you're like, this isn't what I thought this was at all. Yeah. And so a little bit of time and research and work that's put into getting that shiny box, talking to other people who have already had that shiny box may say, yeah, I know it looks like that, but let me tell you a few other things about that particular box and you may change your mind. Yeah, the time and effort required to get something 
is, like you say, it enables you to realize that you really do want it and to know what to do with it and to know whether or not you want it. If, if you wanted a box full of bugs, <laughs> then go for it. <laughs> <laughs> then go for it. Yeah. But if you knew, if you knew in advance what was in that box, you, you wouldn't necessarily want it. And it's also when you have constant gratification, as you said, you talked about it losing its luster, the things that you want. The other thing is that it's a hole that can never be filled. If that's what you're going for, as opposed to steering your life through really understanding yourself and your life purpose and whether you're walking in the right direction and desiring the things that will help you achieve your purpose and and to achieve the things that you really want and that you're really made to do and where you can really shine. If you're walking down another path of just getting and acquiring, it's a bottomless pit. And you have to continue that path to feed that monster. Yeah, you're, you're putting all your hope into objects. And no object is going to satisfy you, really. Like what you're saying, what's going to satisfy you is becoming the person that you are and fulfilling the unique mission that you have. And figuring that out is part of the fun. It really is. Like I was saying, there there can be a lot of pain and a lot of hardship involved with it, but it's worth it. It really is worth it. And, you know, the work that it takes, I mean, a lot of times it takes years and years and years to reach the goals that you set for yourself. And in order to do that, it's not instant gratification by any means. But what you can have instantly and immediately and constantly is a purpose. And that's what will drive you to keep going. And, you know, you, you get results along the way. You do make progress. Of course, yeah. And you can celebrate every milestone of that progress and know as that relates to your purpose and know that you're getting closer and closer to your purpose. And I think that is kind of where you, <clears throat> where you can get your gratification in knowing that you're following a purpose. And I think that sort of satisfies that desire in the moment. And gives you the energy. Yes, give you the energy. And you can feel fulfilled. And so gratification and fulfillment are closely related. And you can have that instant gratification or you can be fulfilled in your work towards your goals. For myself, and I really think for probably most people, that is so much what you want is you just want to live a life that is fulfilling for you. And in doing the work, you are fulfilled. So you don't need the instant as much. And then it's okay to throw a few instants in there, like, you know, salt and pepper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the big challenge is, is that the culture sends differing messages. It puts all those shiny objects just out of your reach, you know, where you can see them, but you can't really have them. And that is frustrating. Uh, yeah. You know, it creates, well, it, one, of the one of the manifestations is 
envy. Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. because we we see the results of people's hard work, but we don't really see the hard work itself. You know, it's, it's not that easy. You can see somebody driving a $75,000 car down the road, but you don't see the two decades of work, you know, going in day after day that enabled that person to purchase that car. And so you can be envious of the things that people have, the big houses and the nice cars and the exotic travel and, you know, jewelry, so on and so forth. But, you know, you're not necessarily desirous of everything that went in to acquiring those things. (laughs) And I think that would temper your envy. And more importantly, if you stop and back up and realize what it is that's going into those things, it makes that envy unnecessary because it instructs you in, in how you can do it yourself, how you can have those nice things or whatever kind of life that you want. And it's by putting in the effort and making the commitment and, and following that purpose that gets you there. And, you know, you can't have it right away, but like you said, that's the way it works. The value of it is in working toward it. There's obstacles to any success, but time is your friend yes. when it comes to those. You know, that's your best ally in overcoming the obstacles to success is having enough time and giving yourself enough time. And, you know, given enough effort over enough time, you can reach pretty much any reasonable goal that you set for yourself. That reminds me of something that I've said to several people even just recently. So my dad was a certified master gardener. And so I've talked about this before. His gardens are just a sanctuary. They're just so beautiful with all kinds of different things planted and little brick trails and and wooden bridges going over little parts of creeks. And it's just gorgeous. It's like a little mini arboretum. And people will come over and see that scene. And I've heard it so many times. Oh my gosh, now see, that's what I want. And so the answer to that is when they ask about it, because he sold uh, caladium bulbs and I've still continued that for some of his customers. And so a lot of those people who come over for the first time and they're just buying, let's say 50 caladium bulbs and, but then they see this yard and these gardens and they say, that's what I want. Then my answer is there's a couple of choices then. Okay. So that landscaping <laughs> has been appraised at somewhere between half a million and a million, not including the trees. So your choices, you can either spend about a million bucks and you can have that too, or you can do what my dad did, which is to put in about 40 to 50 years of doing, okay, today I'm going to lay part of this little brick trail. This year, I'm going to put a bed around that tree and plant these flowers. And over the years, it becomes a show place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's cool. That's very inspirational. I yeah. Think. So it's time or have, money. Have you ever, that reminds me, have you ever been to the uh, Zilker Botanical Garden? I have. Yes. And seen that that uh, Japanese yes. garden. Yes. You know the story behind that. It was it was built by one man. Oh, I don't know that. Yeah, he was uh, a Japanese man, Isamu Taniguchi. 
built that pretty much by himself, mm. by hand, over years and years and years. I of did work. not know that. And it's it's gorgeous, and it, it's you know sounds a lot like your dad's mm-hmm. garden, and yeah, it was just a, a labor of right. love. And you know, you go there and you think, I want mm-hmm. this, but it's not really a feeling of envy. It's a feeling of inspiration. Yes. Like, okay, I want to go home and I want to do a few things this afternoon to get myself going in that direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I know I can't have this this whole thing instantly in my backyard, and I never will. But I think that can be very inspirational yes. to see something like that. Now, in a case like that, it's a little easier, I think, to realize the work that goes mm-hmm. into it. Works of art are kind of like that. You can you can look at a beautiful painting or even listen to a, a beautiful musical concert or a beautiful building or landscaping, and you can just contemplate all that went into it. It teaches you about the value of, uh, of commitment. Right. To determine whether something is really valuable to you, you don't have to have, for instance, that whole huge garden that took 40 to 50 years to plant. This was an experience with my dad concerning his garden. After he had a major surgery, he came home and I was helping him and he looked out his window and he said, oh, Kim, what am I going to do with my garden? And because he's looking at the whole huge thing and what he normally did to take care of it. And I said, dad, you're not going to look at the whole garden. We're only going to look at this one small piece right here. Let's just look at this garden that's just this small circle around this tree. And I said, you'll go out and you'll plant around that tree today or this week or however long it takes. And when you're done, then we'll look at another piece. And he said, okay, I think I can do that. And do you know that summer he planted, I think it was 700 caladium bulbs. (laughs) 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 Yeah. One at a time, right? Uh huh. You know, that's a testament to the fact that if something is valuable to you, then just take those small pieces of that goal and just do that one piece today. And it's so gratifying. And some people even plant trees that won't grow to maturity until they're after they're gone. And thank God that we have those people. They're thinking in the long term and, and maybe their gratification doesn't even come in their lifetime, the fulfillment of it but they know that it will come at some point. There's an internal fulfillment, right? Yes. Uh huh. And, you know, you're able to see far into the future the results of your efforts. That's beautiful, yes. I think. And you also realize, too, as time goes on, that time is not what we think it is either. It often is much shorter than what we think it's going to be. And something that we look at is, oh, I can't do that because that's going to take so long. But if we actually start it now and we look back reverse, we're like, gosh, how did I do that so fast? Well, yeah, the the experience of time varies depending on what mm-hmm. you're doing with it, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> if you're not doing anything it's with long. it, it can go very <laughs> long. 
<laughs> if you're sitting in prison, for example, right. it can go very slowly. Or, you know, I think a lot of people have just recently realized that being confined to their homes, that time seems to go a lot slower. Oh, no doubt. When you're not out in the world doing things. And I think that's a very good lesson for us to take. And so, yeah, if we're craving that instant gratification, what we need to do is just start working toward an ultimate goal. And it will get it will get there a lot sooner if we're working toward it. And it will actually get there too. You know, if we just sit around and wish for it, oh, I wish I could have this right away. That's never going to happen. I wish I could lose 15 pounds by tomorrow. Well, that's not going to happen. You know, it took you 15 years to put that weight on, but you may can lose a half a pound in a couple of days. And then a couple of days later, and before you know it, you will have lost that Keep weight. Keep it going. You will have made that money or you will have planted that garden or done a whole lot of other things. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just a matter of, again, we talk about it a lot. It's a matter of looking at what is my purpose here? What are my priorities here? Let me focus on that because I can actually achieve some of the things that I really want when I'm focused on the right things. Well, if you found something helpful in this episode of Deeper Connections, it would certainly gratify us if you would go on to iTunes and leave us a review so other people can find out about our podcast. And we do appreciate your recommendation. Thank you very much. When you need a break, a word of encouragement, a spark of creative juice and inspiration for mastering the challenges of life, work, and relationships. You'll find it in the Experience Excellence audio series from Connections University. You can download it right now through the link at deeperconnectionspodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to the show at deeperconnectionspodcast.com so you'll automatically get the latest episode as soon as it's available. You'll find options for iTunes and other platforms. You'll also find links to the music in this podcast, written and performed by Local Honey. I'm Ralph Marston. And I'm Kimberly Kane. Thanks for taking the journey with us. Be courageous in all of your connections. Go deeper. Your life will be richer for it. This is Deeper Connections. Learn more. Be more at deeperconnectionspodcast.com.